The night he disappeared was the worst night of their lives. The whole family was rocked to their core. Was he taken? Did he, did he run away? Would they ever see him again? In so many ways, that entire night was a complete blur. It began with him being late, and then the unanswered text, getting more and more desperate. Dad headed to the school where he should have been for play practice, but practice had ended hours ago. And there his car was in the parking lot by itself. They began to blow up social media. They began to send frantic texts after frantic texts with no reply. They tried to be rational. Did he, did he jump in a car with a friend? Did they just at Taco Bell? Like what could possibly be happening that's not terrifying? Does anyone know where he's at? The haunting feeling set in when they decided it was time to call the police. Sirens, flashing lights, questions upon questions upon questions. Was there a fight in your home? What was he wearing? Can we take his laptop? Could he be in love? Has he run off with someone he met on social media? Questions that they didn't have answers to. But it wasn't until they found his cell phone in the bushes across from the school parking lot near the football field that they really started to be afraid. And then the Amber Alert came through on their own phones in their own home for their own son. And that's when the crying started. The crying that never seemed to end. Relatives coming by with casseroles and offering some brand of comfort to us. The most popular kids coming by acting like they knew him and loved him and cared. And the missing poster on social media shared in the first two days over a thousand times. Why have you gone missing? Why am I the one hanging your poster across every single street? You are my brother. You're supposed to tell me everything and now I don't even know where you are. I don't even know where you've gone. I don't even know if you're safe, who you're with, what you're doing, why you even left and I can't find you anywhere. How am I supposed to feel? The worst part is watching dad. Every single day, he's like a different person. He doesn't eat, he doesn't sleep. He searches every single street, every single store for you. He asks every single person that he can find, where is he? Have you seen this person? Just wants his son back. He's a shell of the man that he was before. And I wonder why, why did you do this to us? Why did you leave us behind? Why would you leave us hanging without any answers, without any hope? And I'm so angry. I know I shouldn't be angry, but I am. We are devastated and broken and lost without any answers, and you are nowhere to be found. I'm supposed to be your older sister. I'm supposed to protect you. Remember how we used to joke about that? Doesn't seem so funny anymore. You are gone without a trace, and I am left in your wake picking up the pieces, putting up the posters. 
if you would just come home, everything would be okay. If you would just come home, everything would be perfect again. We'd have a fairy tale life. I'd be the perfect sister. We'd have the perfect family if you would just come home. Come home to us. It would fix everything, the answers, the crying, the hurting, the devastation, the desperation. Just please, Excuse me, sir, have you, have you seen this person? Is he's gone? Have you seen him anywhere? And then imagine that the days turn into weeks and the weeks turn into months and soon it's almost been one year. The door to his room just stays closed. Mom closed it within a few days. Nothing can be touched. It's like a shrine in there. The jeans exactly where you left them, in a pile on the floor, the crumpled homework in the corner, your bed unmade, your AirPods laying on your pillow. No one's allowed to touch them. Your room abandoned, but we're just hoping, hoping that maybe he'll come home. And the heartbreak had never seems to lift. The truth is that there are many in this room who are missing. You're missing from your father's house. You're missing from your heavenly father's house. Yes, you're here in body, you're you're physically present in your life, but there is a God in heaven who loves you deeply and fiercely and would do anything to find you and in your heart of hearts you know that you've been taken that you've run away, that somehow you're not home with your father in heaven. There are many in this room who are missing from their father's house, who are far away from God. For some of you, you're far away from God because you didn't even know you had a father in heaven who loved you fiercely and cared about you. You thought you were in this life all alone. You thought it was you and what you could see and touch and taste and feel, but now in reality, you're recognizing It's too lonely, but you just never knew. You never knew you had a father in heaven. You never knew you had a brother in Jesus. You never knew that you weren't alone. And then there's others, others of you who you know, you know you have a father in heaven. You know you have a brother in Jesus, but life, choices, busyness, temptation, just somehow one day your heart stopped coming home to God. Just somehow one day you stopped coming to your father. You stopped being in his tight-knit family and you just drifted away. Now I'm here to tell you today that you are not alone. That you don't have to fix that problem yourself, the gap that you feel between you and God, that God has created a solution, a way that you can come home just like that. The most famous verse in all the Bible is John 3, 16. And it's, if the Bible could be summed up in one verse, this would be it. And it's this, for God so loved the world. Now, some people think it should be because God so judged the world, but it's not. It's for God so loved the world. Your father in heaven loves you fiercely and deeply cares. He loves you so desperately that he gave his son, Jesus, 
to come pursue you, that you might have eternal life. Now, the next verse in Luke 19, it tells you the very mission of Jesus, the very reason he came, God sent him because he loved you, and he came to seek and save you who feel lost. And maybe you don't even know why you feel lost, but the truth is, you probably feel lost because your heart is separated from God in heaven. It's separated from your heavenly Father, either because you never knew, or because somewhere along the way you made a series of choices that led you from that. But my mission tonight is to let you know no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, and no matter what you've done, that God is calling you home. And he's saying to you, I love you, I care about you, and I miss you, and I want you back. And some people say, well, I can't, I can't, just, I can't just go to God. I can't just come home to my heavenly father. Are you kidding? Do you know what I've done? Do you know what I've been about? Do you know how I've acted? And I want you to imagine the character in our drama, that boy coming home. Do you think his mom would look him up and down and be like, you think you're coming into the house in that clothes? Go to the dry cleaners, boy. Do you think his sister would be like, how dare you? Go do some good deeds before I'm gonna accept you back. No. If the boy in our drama came home tomorrow, his family would lovingly, immediately embrace him. Nothing else required, just him coming home. And friends, that's exactly what it's like. And a lot of people think I can't come home to the Heavenly Father because I've made so many mistakes, but God says just come and I'll take care of the mistakes. Isaiah chapter one, verse 18 says, come let us reason together, says the Lord. Another translation says, let us talk this out. Though your sins are red as scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Even if you feel like since you've left the Father's house somehow, you've messed it all up and it's dirty and bloody and gross, he has a solution for it. And God wants to help you solve that mess. He doesn't expect you to fix it to be able to come home. And Jesus told a story in the Bible. And he told it to crowds of people when he was on the earth. And the story's meant to illustrate or explain to us the heart of God. Like, what is our Heavenly Father actually like? How does he treat people? And so Jesus tells a story about a son. And in the, in the story, the son basically spit in his father's face and ran off with his share of the inheritance. Went to a foreign land, lived it up, partied hard, blew all his money, and then crap hit the fan and life got hard. Suddenly, he had no food, no shelter, no job, dirt broke, no clue what to do. And he decided to come home to his father. And what motivated him to come home to his father was the very fact that he knew in his heart that his father was a good man, a kind man, a merciful man. So he thought, I'm, I'm gonna come home. And Jesus tells us while the son was still a long way off from his father, his father was watching for him, hoping, longing that his son would come home. And so he ran to him when he saw him a long way off. He threw his arms around him, he embraced him, and he hugged him and he welcomed him home. And the son was completely loved. But I want you to hear the speech the son makes to the father because I think there's some important things found in Luke 15 in the Bible. It says, so he returned home to his father and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. So here we see the father's response. This is what God's response is. Filled with love and compassion. 
Some people assume that coming home to the Father in heaven is going to be like to a God filled with anger and vengeance, filled with frustration and disappointment, filled with, but here the Bible says that the Father is filled with love and compassion, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. He said to him, or the son said to him, now so the father's response, and here's the son's response. He said, the son said, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. So God's response is, I'm welcoming you home. But we have a responsibility in the equation as well. When we know I need to come home, our responsibility isn't to fix it, our responsibility is to own it. And so here we see in the text, the youngest son, he, he comes and he's like, Dad, I blew it. I blew all your money. I messed up. I sinned. I know, I know I don't deserve it. And then the Bible says that the father's response is filled with love and compassion. The son's response is to own it. And then the father's response is to welcome him back to the family as if nothing happens. And when you saw the drama tonight, you realized that if that was your family, you wouldn't ask questions of your brother. You would just welcome him home. How much more so would a perfect God in heaven who loves you so fiercely not just welcome you home? He would. And there are many of you in this room that if you were gut level honest, you would realize and you would admit that you're not home. You're not home. You haven't acknowledged the heavenly father you don't know he's there for you. You've never owned your mistakes and said, God, forgive me. And there's others of you that, though you come to church a lot, you would admit your heart is far, far from God. And that's where Jesus once said in Revelation chapter three, and I think this is so key to the character of God as Joe's coming. It says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. This is what's happening. You see, God and Jesus offer to you, they offer to you this opportunity to be friends. Not because of your perfect actions or my perfect actions, but because of God's reaching out to us because of God's deep love for us. And right now in this very moment, maybe you're feeling Jesus knock on the door of your heart in some way. Your heart's beating a little bit. You're starting to recognize yourself as related to the boy in the drama, realizing that in some way your heart is not home. And whether you ran away from home or you got kidnapped and never knew who God was, whatever your circumstances is, tonight is your night to come home. And so what I'd like us to do is just close our eyes. I want us to just create some private space where everyone in the room can think about the state of their heart. Everyone in the room can think about the state of their relationship with their Father God in heaven. And as your eyes are closed and you're thinking about yourself, I want you to answer this question. Have you run away from home? Have you been gone somehow in some way distant from your father in heaven because you have a God who loves you fiercely who would do anything including sending his own son to find you to lead you back to bring you back home 
You don't have to be perfect tonight. You just have to own it. You just have to say, God, I know I'm far from you. I know I've done dumb stuff and I'm so sorry. That's what he's asking for. And if and when you do that, you can be confident that just like the father in the drama, just like the father in the story that Jesus told in Luke chapter 15, that God will wrap you up and welcome you and welcome you home. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, as you're looking at the state of your own soul, if you'd say, you know what? I'm not home and I wanna come home to my heavenly father tonight. Would you just lift up your hands? I acknowledge I'm not home, but I wanna come home. Yeah, lots of hands going up, guys. And this is a life-shaping decision. I'm not home, but I wanna come home. So you can put your hands down for the benefit of those raising their hands in this moment. Let's pray this prayer out loud together. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I ran away. I'm sorry I left your home. And I went out and did crazy stuff. Wrong stuff called sin. Please forgive me. Thank you for welcoming me back. Thanks for including me in your family. I want this friendship with you. I wanna learn more about you and grow in my relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now for many of you, you felt like you were returning home after being gone for a while. And for some of you, this is like your first time ever hearing about a father in heaven like what we've talked about. And we want you to know that every single Tuesday night we're here Tuesday night, 6.30 to 8.30, to help you grow in your connection with God. It's not a one-night stand with Jesus kind of thing. It's a relationship, and we want to help you learn how to walk this out. It's life's most important decision. Many of you also raised your hand saying, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I realize my heart drifted, and I need to fix things. And I want to just challenge you to tell one of the leaders, the pastors here, that you made these decisions tonight. And, and ask that we can support you as you grow in your faith in Christ. All right, let's pray together. God, we love you and you're awesome. And I pray you help everyone in this room with a lot of candy in a minute. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.